Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome, everybody, to the very first episode of Last Call at McLaren's, the How I Met Your Mother podcast. I am Josh Rayner. Uh, I run a site called Merc with a Movie Blog, as well as DC Comics News. I love movies. I love TV. I'm here to talk about this amazing show with my best friend, my brother, John. How you doing, John? I am excellent. My name is John Made. I'm a boring motherfucker who loves television, movies, and everything that goes in between there. I mean, you can find me not doing as much as Josh does, but I'm pretty active some places. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, so as you, uh, you guys can see right down at the bottom, we're going to start right off with episode number one from season one, entitled That's right. Pilot. That's right. We're going to talk about the show that rev- uh, revolves around five people living in Manhattan, all finding a way to deal with AIDS, in the turn of the century. I, I think you're thinking of uh, Rent, sir. Oh, shit. Yeah. I always get those two mixed up. I hope you watched this episode in preparation and didn't just watch Rent for the 17th time. I'm 17th. You're way <laughs> over <telling that. laughs> I mean, oh. 17th. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> All right. Oh. So uh, the way, way I'm going to start things off every episode, going to, you know, Tell a couple of facts about uh, the episode, and then we'll dive in. So uh, Season 1, Episode 1, Pilot, aired on September 19th, 2005. It's been a while. It's been now almost 16 years since this show launched. Uh, This episode was written by Carter Bays and Craig Thomas. They are the showrunners. They created the show, uh, and it was directed by Pamela Fryman. This episode, will give a little short synopsis before we dive into the actual uh, events of the episode. Uh, future Ted begins telling his two kids the story of how he met their mother. He introduces them, uh, he introduces us, I should say, to his friends Barney, Lily, Marshall, and Robin, telling his kids how Lily and Marshall got engaged and how he met their aunt, Robin. But they don't realize that until the end. So, John, uh, I wanted to ask you, how did you come across How I Met Your Mother in the first place? Do you remember? Um, Honestly, I think I came across How I Met Your Mother because of you. I think you were watching it, and it had already been around for a few seasons. And I think you were talking it up, and I was like, eh. 
And then I'm which happens sure a lot. I gave it a run in I think I started watching it somewhere in like 2008, 2009 and then just caught myself up and continued on with the show from there on. I mean, I've done that with a lot of shows. <laughs> you know, you've done that for me. You you've got me hooked on certain shows that same way, but uh That's true. Yeah, for me, uh I mean, I've been I watched it right from the beginning. Um, I remember hearing uh, about this new show with Allison Hannigan. I was a, a big fan of Buffy. So, you know, Allison Hannigan uh, being Willow in that, I was like, ooh, uh, I'll totally check out a new show uh, with her. And, you know, this was right around that time that I believe Friends ended that same year. So, you know, yeah. I had that, you know, it was kind of taken over for that. I watched Friends, not like religiously, but, you know, somewhat regularly. So it kind of filled that spot. And I'll be honest, in my opinion, it's it's much better. And I'm sure the internet is going to light me on fire for that. But I don't care because uh, I believe this show is way better than it. So. Well, I mean, if you watched Friends and you watch How I Met Your Mother, there are people who, like you said, they draw the line. One is always mm-hmm. better than the other. I will not pivot people's you know, opinion either way. <laughs> Fair enough, John. Fair enough. Um, but I, I will <laughs> say, not being on a break... With this show, <laughs> see what I'm doing there? I'm fucking. Oh aware. yeah, <laughs> you are. <laughs> I was always more of a fan of How I Met Your Mother. I just I resonated with Ted's character so much throughout this show, and this show really helped me redefine who I was as a person in the dating scene. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, let's let's jump into uh, to the episode pilot. Yes. All right. So the episode begins in the year 2030 with future Ted sitting his kids down to tell them the story of how he met their mother. Uh, Then he jumps back 25 years to 2005. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest, as I rewatched this right away, it made me wonder how I didn't realize the fate of the mother. Yes. Because why is he telling this story by himself? You know what I mean? Like, this is the kind of thing that, you know, the mom and dad would sit down, they'd tell this story together, and they'd have, like, fun banter back and forth as they're remembering things differently. Why is he telling this story without her? So, like, I don't know how it it wasn't something that I thought of back then, you know, or or even the many times that I've watched it since, to be honest with you. It's like I was telling you, though, right before we started recording, too. It's really funny because if you don't think about that, and then you really think about the series in general. If you took the pilot episode and then take footage from like where he met Tracy on and you edited that stuff properly, you could run the first episode with the rest of that footage, make probably about a feature-length movie, and cut out most of the rest of the series, and it would still make perfect sense. Yeah, it would. You, you'd, I mean, miss you'd, out on a whole you'd miss out on a whole lot of fun, but yes, you definitely could. I mean, you would be missing out on fun, but there are literally stories that he tells throughout the show that a couple times he makes reference to, I don't even know why I'm telling you this story. It has nothing to do with how I met your mother. You want to know what I love about that? It's very realistic to like an older guy just kind of reminiscing about his past, you know, oh, yeah. where he's just, just going on tangents about anything. So like, I kind of, I kind of, like it's true yeah you definitely do that uh i, I kind of like the r- almost realism of that whether they meant yes. to do that or not 
I don't know. I, well, I dig that because it does. It feels realistic in that way. One of the things that made me happy about starting the show over again, and I know it's only like the first couple seasons and a few episodes here and there, and then the last episode, is the live interaction from the kids. Oh, yeah. uh, because it was really nice to see him be like, I'm going to tell you the story of how I met your mother. And they're like, oh, are we being punished? And he's like, <laughs> no, no. Well, is this going to take a while? Yes. And like... <laughs> It's just yeah, nice seeing uh, the kids interact because for most of the series, when they talk to them, they use stock footage of them just sitting on the couch and they're just kind of like. Yeah, in those later seasons, they don't even like I kind of wish they had used like even stock reactions, like where they'd say something, you know, yeah. even if I heard that exact thing. and pre- But like literally it was just it would just be quick shots of them just sitting there. Not saying anything. I mean, I which was like a bummer, but have, I get why because you can't have them not age over nine years of of a show when no, it's supposed to be like that, maybe an hour or two. Knowing that they were going to do it the way they do, did it, I'm surprised they didn't shoot just a bunch of stuff with those two, yeah. and then use it like you said. Even if you've got to recycle something once in a while, I mean, yeah. it's better than not having them do anything at all. Yeah, just try and come up with any reaction you can. <laughs> I think that would have been actually pretty funny, but uh, yeah. Um, I listened. I actually watched, cause I have the, the full DVD set. I watched the commentary for this episode nice. and they, they joked about, uh, uh, you know, the, the writers suggesting that they just uh, substitute the, the kids for puppets in later seasons. <laughs> I've been okay with that even. I'm like, dude, I would have watched the hell out of that. That would have been hilarious. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, uh, also, also, side note, Future Ted voiced none other than Bob Saget. That's right. And I'll be honest, I was a little disappointed that we didn't get to see Bob Saget. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I get why, but also, why couldn't they have just had it be Josh Radner? You know, like, why couldn't he have just voiced it? Right. Like, your I've voice always, doesn't change that I've much. Because yeah. we see him as his future self later <laughs> on. Like, like timeline past 2030. Mm-hmm. And he's he's Josh Radner still. He's not freaking Danny uh, Tanner. Yeah. I mean, I don't really, like, when you're already an adult, your voice doesn't change that much. No, when you continue to be like, if you're going from a kid to an adult, that's different. Yeah, but like you know, he's in his late twenties. He's like twenty-seven, I think they say in the pilot episode. Um, and so like from twenty-seven to fifty-two, I feel like yeah. I feel like his voice wouldn't change that much. That they could have just used Josh Radner in that role. But I mean, it was cool hearing Bob Saget. But it is. It, I mean, it, it, it was weird. It was weird in the last episode because then it was Josh Radner's voice in the yep. final episode, you know? So it was a little weird there. But, you know, we'll get there in a few years when we <laughs> when we get to that episode. All right. So we first meet Marshall, uh, Ted's best friend, as he is practicing his proposal to his long-term girlfriend, Lily. He asks Ted what he'll be doing that night and responds that he's hanging out uh, with their other friend, Barney. He calls Barney, who's at uh, a barber, getting a shave. And this is where we get our first running gag of uh, the series, 
really. And yeah. it's the uh, Lebanese girls are the new half Asians, which comes back a few times throughout this episode. Uh, and we also get our very first suit up. So, suit up. Suit up, man. So, John, what are your thoughts on this scene? I mean, it is. I mean, it's a basic scene. Like, it's very basic scene. It's just a quick, hey, this is character development, and this is... I, I don't really react to it as an entirety of a scene, because it, the Lebanese girls is, like like you said, it's the start of the gag of Barney trying to, like, accomplish his Mideastern everything. Actually, I think in later seasons, he's still trying to get a Lebanese girl. Probably. I mean, um, he's, he's, he's trying to fill out that map at one point, I remember. But I, I do um, know that it's nice to see the suit up, like... Yeah, this scene to me really showcased the character of Barney, uh, what we were going to see going forward. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it, this scene is exactly what he is all the way through. True. He he and, does develop a little bit more by the end of the series where he's not so stiff about that's some true. of the shit. That's true. Uh, let's see. So uh, we get to the bar. Ted is reflecting on his life, uh, decides he's ready to find the one. This is something that is essentially the crux of this whole series. Absolutely. Uh, Ted looking for the one. He wants to settle down finally, and it takes him forever to get there. <laughs> Nine years. <laughs> forever to get there from, from it. But a lot of, a lot of trials and tribulations. Um, Barney, not a fan of this. Uh, we do get a flashback of when Ted first met Barney. And I thought I, I noticed something in this and then it, uh, they talked about it on the commentary, uh, as well in the bar. So you got Ted with the goatee Barney slides in. There's a booth in front of them yeah. and there's an ashtray with a burning cigarette in it. Oh shit. In 2005 smoking was not legal in bars anymore. No. Because that that happened in mid-2003, I looked at Yeah. Up. Which means, as I was watching this, I was like, well, that means that this scene is at least two years prior. Because they don't actually say how long ago it was that they met. That's true. So you're kind of left to just kind of figure it out for yourself. But I was listening to the commentary, and apparently it was four years ago. So it was 2001. Oh, wow. The, yeah, the creators confirmed that in the commentary. So, um Ted and Barney meet in 2001, which I thought was interesting. And I like the little, the, the little uh, detail of having that burning cigarette there. Cause like people would be smoking in bars at that time. That's like true. All and the that's time, a I very, thought. very small minute thing that unless you're really paying attention yeah. to it. I don't think I've ever noticed it before. I don't think I've, I just watched it tonight. Like I literally watched mm-hmm. it right before we recorded. I didn't notice it. Yeah. Uh, However, so, Oh, go ahead. Scene, though does come back at a later point in time too yeah and i love that and it's like almost i don't know if they did a shot for shot or if they took that exact part of the scene and just lifted it and moved it but it's that exact scene is used in the explanation of how um ted lied to barney that night because oh, he, yeah. he's like you know oh i met you at the urinal and it's where barney's practicing a pickup on uh, a chick and mm-hmm. ted's supposed to be his deaf brother and he lies to the girl and she gives him a fake number. Yep. Yeah, that's a gr- that was a great one. I can't wait to, till we get to that one. All right. So uh, this uh, we also get our very first "Have you met Ted?" Uh, in this have scene. Have you met Ted? Mm-hmm. And we meet a girl named Yasmin, 
And this is the first callback to that earlier gag uh, where she happens to be Le- Lebanese. Lebanese. She just hap- happens to be Lebanese. Uh, it makes me very shocked that Barney doesn't turn around and try to pick her up under Ted. I don't think he heard it. No. Because he, he, does, he does the heavy Ted, and then just he's, he is instantly out. He goes yep. somewhere else. Because we see that later on when he does it with Robin. He's just boom. He's just out the, you know, the off to the he's side. Out. He just goes. Yeah. If he had heard that, 100%, man, he'd have turned around and be like, sorry, sorry, you don't need Ted. <laughs> you want to talk to, you, you want to talk to Barney. <laughs> me, Ted. Yeah. Uh, we cut to Marshall and Lily. This is actually the first time that we meet Lily in the episode. Uh, she's coming home from work. Purple paint handprint on her boob. We find out she's a kindergarten teacher. Uh, and it was, finger, your handprint. it was finger painting day at school. And yes, sir, I do. Uh, Marshall gets nervous about uh, spilling the beans about the uh, the proposal and begins acting weird. Then we uh, wind up back at the bar. Ted and Yasmin are sitting together at a table uh, talking and drinking. He's talking about a uh, wedding that he wants, and he gets really embarrassed. Okay, so I'm going to bring this up here. In, in a couple of things, because they cut back and forth between this and between Lily and Marshall a bunch of times. Yes. And... So I'm just going to talk about this part right here. We have Ted. We have Yasmin sitting there. Uh, Ted eventually asks Yasmin out. And she says that she's dating Carl. Yep. And so my thought process to this was, why did she sit down, have drinks with Ted? He's obviously flirting with her. Yeah. It's like. He's not trying to hide it at all. No. You know, like, you know, she says, you know, he talks about, you know, the wedding thing and then he's all embarrassed. And she says that she thinks it's cute. And he's like, oh, you're just drunk. Get the lady another. Uh, can the lady needs another or whatever? Yeah. It's like he's flirting with her. And she's sitting there. Not letting him know that the, she's dating the bartender car. Like, I'm less like, thing. I don't understand the thought process here why would she even go and sit down at a table with him well she doesn't know the guy to quote one of to quote one of our other favorite little shows that we watch here and there on the internet yasmin is never seen again which means either carl (laughs) is a vampire or she probably fucking killed herself (laughs) dude we'll probably use that line so many times in the show because that happens it happens a lot. But I just I had to throw that because I thought that, too. I, I was like, well, you know, we see Carl a bunch more times. And oh, she's yeah. She's never fucking talked about ever again. No, never. Either Carl he, dude, Ca- Carl's him. like, you sat down with Ted? We're done. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Me versus Ted? And you sit down with Ted? I give you free drinks. That's it. Get out. Yep. Uh, so during the commentary, they actually, uh, revealed something that I thought was actually kind of cool. Um, apparently the showrunner's assistant is named Carl McLaren. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. And so that's where the bartender and the bar's names came from. And I was like, oh, that's really fucking cool. That is really cool. I mean, that guy is probably not known for anything else other than being an assistant to people. Well, then thank you. always have that. For giving us a name for a podcast. Thank you, Carl McLaren. We appreciate you. Uh, All right. So 
Uh, back at the apartment, we've got Marshall and Lily. They're uh, in the kitchen cooking. Marshall pulls out some champagne. He's afraid to open it. Apparently, he had some issues in the past. Yeah, I'm really and, sad that they never dove into that. Yeah, I would have loved something, even if it was, you know, like, because they do flashbacks. I mean, they had already done a flashback at this point. So it's not like a flashback wouldn't be, you know, uncalled for here. They could have easily done that. I would have loved easily. that. Um, and it's very possible that there was because, you know, they cut a lot of stuff out. That's true. Know? Um, later on in the commentary, later on, they talked about, uh, the scene where, w- which we'll get to, but where Ted takes the, the French horn. Apparently there's a whole little scene of the two waiters kind of like just talking to one another before it happens. Huh. Just having a, and then he comes busting in there, but, uh, yeah, it had to get cut out for time. So like, there's a lot of stuff apparently that gets, uh, gets cut out of these. So, which is sad. I'd love to see those, uh, full versions to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Lily tries to get him to open this champagne and that's when he just blurts out the proposal. He just right there. Boom. He, uh, (laughs) says, will you marry me? And, uh, they, she says yes. And they proceed to have sex on the kitchen floor and find a pop tart under the refrigerator. I literally have that written down too. (laughs) Marshall calls dibs on a Marshall calls dibs. (laughs) And who knows how long that fucking pop tart's been there, but that I'll be honest is a perfect kind of encapsulation of the character of Marshall. And you know what? I thought that myself because one, that joke comes back around later on. Yeah. Yeah. And two, there's the, the calzone. Oh yeah. Where he drops the calzone on the, on the, on the sidewalk and Barney watches him. Yep. I was like, yeah, Marshall just is a guy who, if you've never watched time at your mother, like first off, why are you listening to this podcast? It's true. Second off, how dare you? And then third, also third, true. Marshall Erickson is just like this really chilled, down to earth, wants to become a lawyer and save the world, but he doesn't really have social standards. Mm-hmm. Like he's not the kind of guy you're gonna want to take to like an art exhibit. Or <laughs> oh, we see that. Yeah, we do see that actually. <laughs> now that you <laughs> That's a per- kind of Dude, that was perfect because yes, he uh, he perfectly presents that to us later on. Oh man, <laughs> uh, so you know he's all happy. He just had sex. She said yes. You know he's he's on cloud nine at this point, and uh, he goes to open up the the bubble. You hear that pop, and that thing just. Clocks Lily right in the eye. Now, here's the thing I want to know. Does it straight shoot her in the face or does it ricochet? That's a good question. Because I feel like if it straight shot her in the face, there'd be more damage. Uh, Part of me thinks that it ricocheted and just kind of like great, like kind of clipped her eye a little bit. And so they, you know, just to be safe, they they rush her uh, off to the hospital. Um, uh, So back at the bar. Ted is disheartened after what I called his non-date. And then he sees a girl across the bar. And he locks eyes with this uh, this beautiful girl in a green, uh, I think think it's a turtleneck. And uh, we come to find out that is Robin. Barney plays another round of uh, how uh, have you met Ted? Have you met Ted? Have you met Ted? Uh, Ted and Robin, they just, they begin talking. Ted's 
real awkward here, but in a real fun way, which I like. This is one of the this is Ted the way I like him. Or yeah. he's he's confident but awkward. And when he's with somebody like Robin who gets that, it just it plays really well. I thought the two of them I don't think anybody story. ever got it as well as Victoria, though. That's true. And uh we don't have to wait long to get to that. No, we don't. No, we don't. Uh, he Teddy even tells Robin that uh, because Robin is here with a group of friends, uh, one of her friends was just recently dumped, and so he tells her that he uh, she can throw a drink in his face to make her friend happy. Uh, Which she, she obliges because it looks fun in the movies. Yes, she does. <laughs> uh, she he asks her out and she agrees. So I thought that was uh, that was cool. And then boom, splash to the face. Apparently, they practice that several times. Well, funny though, because you're you're jumping one small thing that becomes a later callback, and I think that's funny. So she throws it, and she does. She walks away, and then Barney instantly comes up, and he's like, "Ha! Yeah. Didn't denied." Yeah, which later becomes the like the legendary thing, mm. and I'm like denied i'm like why would you fucking like stretch that out that way that <laughs> sounded <dumb>. denied <laughs> and i was like but it is barney and it's it's the show opener i think they were trying they're feeling their way out with him oh um, yeah like yeah. he's he's definitely raw stage at this point yeah uh going back to marshall and lily they uh they rush into a cab and uh you know to get to the hospital i i'll be honest i love this scene i'd forgotten all about this scene because like I feel like every time I watch it, I'm bummed that it's not Ranjit because it's a cab. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? It's not him right away. But the cab driver is pretty damn funny in this. He scene. is. You know? <laughs> did you did yeah, you yeah. hit her? Yeah. No. And and Lily, man, Lily's yeah. Go ahead, Lily. Lily's reaction. Lily's just like no. He wouldn't hit me. I can't even get him to spank me in the bedroom. He's all <laughs> like, oh baby, was that too hard? And the fucking cab driver she's like oh complete stranger he's like no 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 it's fine flips on the fair and then he's like so these spankings they happen in the pajamas or all natural oh shit what (laughs) in what sociable like part of the world does it become acceptable to ask somebody that (laughs) oh man it's funny though i mean it is it is yeah all right so uh we cut to the next night uh ted and robin are on their date they see a blue french horn on the wall and ted refers to it as a smurf penis penis. which i love uh okay so something that i thought was really funny about that obviously it's just a coincidence but you have how i met your mother they talk about smurf penis right in the first episode then you have neil patrick harris who plays barney who goes on to star in two Smurf movies. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. Well, you know what else I thought was really funny is like when he gets home from the date, he's talking. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, yeah, uh, that's just the next thing that I talk about. Ted oh. comes home. Lily has the eye patch and yep. Marsh, uh, Marshall asks <laughs> about, uh, yeah, about Robin. And then uh, they talk about the olive theory. So we can, you can get into uh, into this scene a little bit. You so I really like how when he's describing his perfect woman, his perfect woman would fit both of our fucking standards as to what both of us look for in a woman we date. The obscure references to Ghostbusters, the, the Star Wars. I mean, me and you have always played it differently when it comes to that kind of shit. Like, 
anytime a woman tells me I love you for the first time, if it's not me saying it, I always pull a Han Solo and I look him dead in the face and go, I know. <laughs> and it's just fucking hilarious because I always get smacked for it. But then I'm like, no, no, I love you too. Because <laughs> um, it's fucking funny. Who wouldn't do that? But, I mean, Ghostbusters is one of my all-time favorite movies. Star Wars. Uh, there, I mean, the, the olive theory is a little stretched sometimes, but I mean, who doesn't like olives? This guy. I know, but that's hilarious because <clears throat> it's our olive theory. It is, man. It works you, perfectly here. You are my hetero life, mate. It's true. It's true. Yeah, All right. So they're looking at him. Yeah, come through me. It's true. So Marshall gets real excited about the olive theory thing and he starts doing uh, the robot dance. It's real quick. Uh, he's just like, oh, it is on till the break of dawn and does a little robot dance. So I was listening, as I said before, I was listening to the commentary. And apparently during this scene, Jason Siegel improved the robot dance. Ah. And uh, Josh Radner, who plays Ted, did not know he was going to do it. And his reaction, the way he laughs, was a legit reaction. Yeah. That's awesome. The best thing that I uh, I thought about this, they took the robot dance thing and made it part of Marshall's personality and bring it back in several episodes throughout the show. Oh yeah, dude. For yeah. one, not to mention like later on in the series, he ends up with Dancer's hip. It's true. He refers to the robot dance as old reliable. I remember at one yeah. point. So like an improv just becomes part of this character, and I thought that was awesome. So that's I the best to- way to make a character, though. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, so we flash back because he's so he's telling the story. We flash back to Ted walking Robin home after their date. Uh, she has to leave because uh, there's a bridge jumper, and she gets the chance to cover it. She, she's yep. a news reporter, uh, and Ted gets heckled by them for not kissing her. He missed the signal. He missed the signal, man. So he calls Barney for his advice. Barney's playing laser tag. And he, Which we get our another running gag. It's true. We get our second suit up here. Again, Ted does not. The, the suit up throughout this episode is its own running gag. Just yeah. in this episode, because he keeps trying to do it. And obviously, uh, from comments that he's made before, he's said this to Ted several times. Several times. Past, you know, over the last yeah, four years of their friendship. Once. But it was a blazer. It was a blazer. It was a blazer. <laughs> So Ted, not not into the suits, apparently. Not into the suits at all. Uh, so they, they get to the bar. He says, meet me at the bar, tells him to suit up. Uh, and Barney says that he should have kissed her. Yep. And then he kisses Marshall well, to show that he doesn't he need a Marshall. signal. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, what I liked about this... Um, especially during this time, something like that, where a guy kisses another guy, they tend to make the, the like gay joke out of it. And they didn't do that here, which I actually loved. Instead, Marshall's reaction to Barney kissing him was all about reassuring Lily that he's not being unfaithful. Well, I love the way it happens though, because I love how he's like, I didn't give him the signal. I, baby, I didn't. I like, didn't. I swear. Like, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> as a guy who generally doesn't pick up on signals, I can totally see why Ted would. He was trying to be a good guy. Ted didn't want to be the overzealous, 
shoot my shot, miss it. He, Ted's a very caring dude. Mm-hmm. And that lingering handshake, you know, for years, that stabbed him. Like, he fucking missed that opportunity. It's true. He totally did. Well, the, the handshake is oh, later yeah, on. handshake yeah. is later. Which he, again, misses at that point, too. But, uh, yeah, we'll get there. Um, okay, so Ted realizes that he should have made a move. And then he sees Robin on the news, decides he needs to go and kiss her right now. And it's like midnight. Yeah. At least, at least it's not 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. I thought that because they, they make a reference that when he gets there, it's 1 a.m. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, he's cutting it close. He is, man. He's cutting it close. <laughs> uh, so everybody goes with him. Barney has one condition. Suit up. Suit up. And Ted finally suits up, which I loved. Uh, Barney mentions his blog here, uh, he, which I thought was really interesting because, and I think it was NBC who did this show, um, put out that blog on the internet. Like it was, it was available. I don't know if it's still out there, but it was available. Um, and the very first entry, cause this is on the, on the, the fandom wiki page, the very first entry of that blog is the events of this night. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's actually really cool. Um, and he does the legend, wait for it, dairy in the blog. I don't know when the, when it was posted. So I'm sure that he had already said it in the show. Probably. But like continuity wise, he says it there first, I guess, technically. But um yeah, I just I thought that was really cool. And he talks about he talks about Lebanese girls and, and he has the ranking. Uh, because how he says they're the new half Asians, so yeah. Lebanese girls are number one, half Asian girls are number two, and then there's like three others, which I don't remember what they are. I'm gonna have to uh, see if I can find this online. Yeah, just go to the the the. I mean, I'll send you a link, but the fandom wiki page, um, they just it's all right on there. So, all right, so they get into a cab, and this is where we for the first time meet Ranjit. Hello. Hello. I love that guy. I'm so glad he stuck around throughout this show. Yes. Uh, on the way, Ted stops at the restaurant that they were at, that they had their date at, and he just flat out steals the French horn off the wall. Now, I had a thought here. What the fuck would Ted have done if that thing was bolted to the wall? And I thought that. First off, why wasn't it bolted to the wall? They're asking for something. Like, even if somebody didn't steal it, they're in New York. What if they'd had a small earthquake or something and it fucking fell and hit somebody? Yeah, anything. I mean, that's I an mean, actual fucking French horn. That could have hurt somebody. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> later on in the series, uh, <laughs> we see it again. Yeah, and it's like he returns it. it gets and chained. it's like chained. Why is it chained? Like, what is the chain really going to do? Why not just get, like, some brackets that you can screw into the wall it's so you can't just... He goes back a second time and steals it again. I know he does. Obviously, that means he knew about the chain, first off, because he went there with the bolt cutters. But again, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> uh, uh, so they pull up to Robin's apartment. He rings the doorbell. And her dogs uh, just start going off. He had forgotten about that. And uh, he almost leaves, but his friends tell him to stay. He 
He gets invited up. You're wearing a suit. Yeah, you're wearing a suit. This is where we get the, I think it's the final um, callback to the Lebanese girl uh, bit. It's where Barney asks Ranjit if he's ever been with a Lebanese girl. And he has not because he's from Bangladesh. (laughs) And then Barney asks if Bangladesh girls are hot and he goes, well, here's a picture of my wife. And I love Barney's response here. It's a so mean, but no, it made me laugh every time. A simple no would have sufficed. Yeah. It is not the first time, though, that I have heard Barney diss women of a specific brand or... Well, um, I guess technically that would be the first time. That's true. That would be the first. But you know what my favorite one is? Girls from Buffalo aren't pretty. <laughs> It's only funny because we're from that area. Absolutely. <laughs> but that is why. Oh, I've yeah. also lived in Buffalo. So it's true. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, no, trust me, because every time I every time that scene comes up, uh I crack up because of that. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> so Robin offers Ted uh, a drink, turns on some music. Uh, then we go back down. Uh, Barney calls Marshall out on the olive theory, telling him that he saw him eating olives just the other day. That's right. Marshall declares that thinking uh, thinking about spending his life with Lily doesn't scare him at all. So, you know, we again, we get to see more of who Marshall really is as a person. You know, not just from... I mean, we get a little bit of that with the kiss. We see how he jumps to the commitment side to making yeah. sure that Lily knows he's committed to her. Yeah. You know, and we see that even deeper here, uh, you know, and, and I like that cause that is Marshall, you know, he is, he is committed to, to Lily, no matter like, throughout this whole series, no matter, really, no matter what the whole series, man, with everything that goes on, mm-hmm. she's the one who constantly second guesses their relationship She's the one who leaves him for San Francisco. She's the one who constantly like, well, maybe this isn't working. Marshall constantly is there for her. Yeah. He just wants her to be happy. He does. You know, he he's emphatically in love with her and, and I don't think anything would ever change that. So, and as we see, it really doesn't. All right. So, (laughs) We go back to the apartment. Ted and Robin are slow dancing, and they're like listing things uh, uh, that they like about each other or whatever. And then Ted just blurts out, I'm in love with you. I think I love you. All right. No, he says, does he say think? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he does say it. I think I'm in love with you. I think I'm in love with you. I mean, then he just says it again later, like, you know, yeah. literally a minute out. later. Yeah. She's like, here, the olives. And he's like, thanks. I love you. I, I love what it. is wrong with me? <laughs> the thing that I love, <laughs> he decides he's going to leave, right? His friends right then and there, I mean, obviously they don't know, but they just bolt. They're just out. Yep. They just leave him hanging. Uh, yep. And he comes out. He's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. No one's like, here. Like, well, okay. Well, where's the F train? Yeah. Well, can you tell me how to get to the F train? <laughs> Which oh, I understand that it's like it's New York City. Trains have like letter representation. But in my yeah. personal opinion, I like to think he was taking the F train is like, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Like, I well, like that. Fuck me. Yeah, I guess we'll take man. the train, guys. 
Yep. <laughs> so Ted leaves, but he tells her, he tells Robin that it sucks that a guy can't tell a girl that he met, he just met that he loves them. And, uh, and he makes, yeah. And he makes a plea for why he would make a good husband. You know, all the things he'd be good at all that stuff. Yep. Uh, yeah. And this is where we get the handshake that, that handshake. Uh, you were talking about. You know, it's just that that lingering handshake, man. Because yeah, he says yeah. he's a good kisser and he has great references. Mm-hmm. And then he extends the hand. And, I mean, it's there. You can clearly see Robin wants that. She wants yeah. that husband, that desire. I mean, she's like, mm, that is a good handshake. Like, like you yeah. can hear it in her voice, man. Like, she never shook someone's hand and had them be like, like, good like, dude, Ted twice tells her that he loves her and a handshake got her ready to go. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, this dude had it going and nothing, <laughs> man, didn't close the deal at all. We see they're at the bar. Ah, man. Ted, Ted is a bad closer. And that joke comes back later on, too. He is such a bad closer. Uh, we get a great little shot. It's the back of Ted's head. You got Barney talking. I don't even remember what they're saying. But then all of a sudden, from all, like out of nowhere, Ranjit just comes in out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, it's when they're at the bar and they're talking about yeah. that was the moment. And yeah. Bar- Barney's like, there is, no, uh, there is no sign. But yeah, that was the sign. And that Ranjit's like, that was sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like in the commentary, they talk, you can actually see on Josh Radner's face, like he's trying to hold a smile back because he's hiding Ranjit's head yeah. behind his head, you know, and he knows what's about to happen. So I like after like listening to the commentary, when I rewatched it again, I, 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 I watched, I saw that specific part and I was like, oh yeah, you can see his face. He's getting ready to crack, to, to crack right there. Uh, in that scene, which I thought was great. Um, so Marshall finally pops the champagne with uh, with no fear. Found out it was real champagne that they were drinking. Aww. It, it wasn't fake. in the first episode, man. It wasn't fake. It, no, none of them knew that it was real Aww. until they drank it. Appa- cool. Apparently, the actor who played Ranjit didn't drink alcohol. It was like against his religion. Oh, yeah, and I, I felt a little weird about that. I was like, oh, God. like, I don't know if they maybe they didn't know that going in, like when they did it. But if they knew that, if like the, the, yeah. the showrunners knew that and did it anyways, that's kind of messed up, in my opinion. Like, I'm like, come on, like, that, that's not cool. But uh, then we get to uh, Back to Future Ted. He reveals to his kids that this was the story of how he met their Aunt Robin. And, and, they to, freak. and not to worry, it's a long, long story. So, yeah, that was episode season one, episode one, pilot. John, let's get some overall thoughts here from you on this. I episode. mean, it's, it still holds up over time. Like you said, this came out in 05. It's 2021. That's mm-hmm. 16 years. Like, yeah. that season opener still to this day holds up to time. Yeah, I agree. I, I still wholeheartedly believe that I'm the Ted Mosby of like, well, I'm kind of like Ted Mosby. I'm definitely a Barney Stinson, though. You're a mix of Ted and Barney, definitely. And you're a mix of Ted and Marshall. Absolutely, yeah. A hundred percent. 
something that uh, I wanted to mention uh, as about the episode overall. I don't. I'm not sure how how long they do this for, but it's blatantly obvious in this first episode. We get the laugh track, like a real blatant laugh track. Yeah. That's like you can't miss it. Then the weird like sitcom music, the transition music that they don't do in no, future no. episodes. No, so it'll be and, nice to kind of watch and see when it fades. Yeah. And we also don't get the the theme music until the next episode. Oh, and I didn't like, realize that. With like the that the opening montage and everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we don't get that yet, but it makes sense cuz it's the pilot, you know, they, they do that happens a lot with Well, shows. did you also notice that at least in the pilot episode, they don't spend any time and they're not in the booth. They either sit at the table or they're like Ted and Barney are at the corner back by the uh, bathrooms. Yeah. Not once are they in the booth. Like, yeah, it's weird. But uh, like again, that's uh, that's that's pilots for you. Yeah, really. Yeah, they're kind of feeling it out. Um, but yeah, I I really love this episode. Uh, I think it's a it's great. Um, I mean, it's one of my favorite shows. So. Mm-hmm. And it really set the the kind of pace for all these characters going forward. You know, we learn a lot about these five characters oh, yeah. that, that continue on into future episodes. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, John, you got anything last uh, thoughts about well, uh, this episode? I want to talk really quickly about how long it took us to come up with a name for this podcast. Okay. Absolutely. Like, like Josh said, you are listening to a podcast that we like to call Last Call at McLaren's. Now, when Josh and I came up with the idea to do a podcast about How I Met Your Mother, we went through name after name after name and we couldn't come up with shit. Last call. Yep. We were going to do something with the yellow umbrella, the pineapple. Uh, We were talking about something like pulling it off, which is a reference to the red boots. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I don't remember how I came up with it. I think I was just making a joke. And I was like, well, I guess we could always just have last call at McLaren's. Yeah. And it just fucking clicked. It did. But I want you guys to know, we went through probably a rough week and a half, 50-some fucking working titles. Dude, it was crazy. It was, And, like, I was trying – I was – I had been, like, thinking about it even before – I kind of like brought it up to you that we really needed to come up with a name and I couldn't something that worked with this show. Yeah. I just like, I was like jotting down like, okay, maybe something about this or something about, you know what I mean? And nothing was clicking. Nothing. Cause like the one, I think it was like the yellow umbrella podcast. Yeah. I think is already a podcast. It is. And then there was uh one, uh, how I met your podcast I met is your podcast. already a podcast. So I was like, okay, those two, like my top, the two, my first two, like ideas, were already taken because you know what yeah. they say: no idea is a new idea. <laughs> you that know, is true. Um, so it's just, it took a long time. It took a it long. Did. Time. But once, once we got the name, it was, it was there, and it was just a joke. Like Josh and I have closed down bars so many times. I can't tell you how many times we've heard last call. Mm-hmm. So I was just joking. I was like, "Well, maybe if we caught last call at McLaren's, we could come up with something." Yeah, and you were yeah. and you were just it was just kind of like a like you weren't being super serious. It was just kind of like off the cuff, and it was perfect. It was it perfect, is. man. So yeah. on behalf of me, at least. 
thank you for checking out our second podcast that we're now uh, co-hosting together. And welcome to Last Call at McLaren's. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, be sure to check us out uh, on Twitter at Last Call H-I-M-Y-M. That's uh, stands for How I Met Your Mother, for those of you who don't know. I hope you do know, though, since you're watching this podcast. Last Call H-I-M-Y-M on Twitter. Uh, also, uh, last call H I M Y M on anchor. If you're listening to, uh, it that way, uh, John, where can everybody find you? Well, you can find me on this Twitter. You can find me at off the ropes, JJ. Cause Josh and I also have the off the ropes podcast, uh, which is going strong, newly yes. formatted, uh, for the newest episode is up right now. Go listen to it. And you can find me on Twitter. It's simply J one That's right. That's right here. Because I also have my own podcast, Simply Sane, with Jay, this guy. Yeah. Hell Josh, yeah. What about you? Where can they find you? You can find me uh, right down here at Movie Blog Merc. That is the Twitter page for my site, Merc with a Movie Blog. Uh, you can check me out, uh, MercWithMovieBlog.com. Also, hit me up uh, at DC Comics News if you are into that kind of stuff. Uh, DCComicsNews.com. I run that site over there. Yes. And like like John said, off the ropes, JJ, you definitely want to oh, check hold on. us out oh, you there. You forgot one. He's also on Twitter at J-P-R-A-Y-N-O-R. That's right, J-P-R-A-Y-N-O-R. I am. I am. I don't, I'm, I'm not active as much over there. But if you want to no, check out my but personal that is the one. one that is my favorite because you're like, you can find me at J.P. Rayner. That's R-A-Y-N-O-R. As J-P-R-A-Y-N-O-R. That's right. I've heard so many times that it's ingrained in my fucking head. It's true. We have definitely done a lot of episodes of podcasts together. So, yeah. Again, at last call, H-I-M-Y-M. Be sure to check us out there. This has been episode number one of Last Call at McLaren's. I'm going to tell you this. You don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. Catch you next time.